Hello, Kings fans. Today's the day. Today is the day. I hope you guys are as ready as I am. The first game the Kings play of the eight seeding games. We saw the NBA return last night. A little help from the Jazz beating the Pelicans. The Lakers finishing off the Clippers in a, uh, a nail-biter, really. But... Kings are back. Kings, real Kings basketball is back. It's, it's no scrimmages anymore. It's no hearing about practices. It's true, authentic playoff hunting. Playoff hunting. I mean that that's a that's an adjective of Kings basketball. I've not heard. In a long time, put before Kings basketball, playoff hunting Kings basketball, not just Kings basketball. This is the Kings are in the playoff race. The playoff race. Are you kidding me? It's been forever. I mean, I know it's been an interesting season, nonetheless, with COVID and this Orlando bubble eight game tournament, I suppose, if you call it that. But the Kings are in the playoff hunt right now. They're half game ahead of the Pelicans. They can bring that even lower uh, if they win today, beat the Spurs. And I don't think beating the Spurs is, you know, I don't think it's that crazy. I, I think they can definitely beat them. The, the Spurs, they have LaMarcus Aldridge is out, obviously. He's having surgery. Trey Lyles is also out. He's been a starter for most of the season. And then Forbes. Bryn Forbes. I, I, I don't know how to say the first name. I'm not even really familiar with this guy. Bryn? Brian? B-R-Y-N. Forbes. He's a shooting guard for San Antonio. He is also out for the Spurs. And he was a starter for them for most of the year, just like Lyles. So three out of the five starters for the Spurs, they're out. Um, looks like LaMarcus Aldridge and Trey Lyles are out for the whole seeding games. And it looks like Forbes is just out for tonight, possibly more nights uh, with a quad injury. For the Kings, you got Alex Lynn and Bagley. They're the two Kings that will be out for the first game. Of the seeding games, Lynn, he's just still trying to get back into the swing of things. He was out for so long with COVID-19. Glad to have him back, though. Um, I, I really like Lynn's play. Lynn became an instant fan favorite in Sacramento for his hard work, his hustle, uh, everything he put out on the floor. He gave it his all. And if you give it your all as a Kings player, you're, you're easily going to become a fan favorite. No matter if you're doing like... The littlest of things. You're going to become a fan favorite. 
Because we love the hustlers. We love the people that put all the work in. I mean, John Brockman. Uh, who else is there? Quincy AC. Just guys like that. I feel like they're usually big men, too. Just They go out, give it their all. Try to grab rebounds off the bench. Try to be the enforcer. Alex Lynn. He has filled that hole perfectly because the Kings didn't really have an enforcer. They kind of had homes, but nobody like Lynn just came in blocking shots, uh, <laughs> trying to fight people. I forget who he tried to fight. And grabbing rebounds. He's great. Miss him for this first game, but I'd rather have, uh, I'd rather not have him against the Spurs than say against the Pelicans. We played the Magic in our second game. Um, it's another game I'm not too worried about. I know the Magic are a playoff team, but I don't think they're anything special. So we don't have Lynn for two games. I don't think it's a big deal. Holmes and Bagley. No, I'm sorry. I wish Bagley. Holmes and Giles. Sorry, Giles. Uh, they will be manning down the five position for tonight. Uh, and then at the four, you got Bielitsa and... Somebody else, I don't know who the other four is. It's probably somebody I can't think right now. Who is their other four? It's somebody. <laughs> it's somebody. I don't know why I'm blanking so hard. But anyways, Barnes is good to go. Fox is good to go. Holmes is good to go. So those are three players that were kind of iffy going into the first game. Boom, we have them. We're looking good. We're feeling good. This they they need to win this one. It's it's against a very it's against a very uh weakened Spurs team. They don't they don't have a lot of players like I was saying. Aldridge is out, Lyles is out, Forbes is out, the Pelicans lost last night. They have to take advantage of this game. Try to move up in the standings. The Grizzlies and the Trailblazers play today at 1 p.m. So, I don't even know who to root for in this game. I guess, I don't think it really matters who wins. I guess, I don't know. Are you rooting for the Grizzlies to pull ahead even further? And so that the Trailblazers don't, like, make ground on the Kings? I mean, they're tied. The Kings and Trailblazers are both tied for being 3.5 games behind the Grizzlies. But if the Grizzlies lose, I'm going to root for the Trailblazers. Because if the Grizzlies lose and the Kings and Trailblazers win... I know the Trailblazers will still be tied with the Kings, but at least the Grizzlies will become more in reach. They can they can cut that down. If the Trailblazers and Kings both win tonight, if the Trailblazers and Kings both win, they will become 2.5 games behind the 8th seed. Oh my goodness, 2.5? One game? In one game. Oh, man, that... Trailblazers on at 1. Have to watch that. 1 p.m. You got to turn that on. You got to be rooting for the you got to root for the Trailblazers. You got to bring the Grizzlies in closer first. 
before he can really start and make that push. Be a good game. Let's see if they have anybody out. Oh, man. Memphis has a couple people out. Winslow's obviously out uh, for this restart. Tyus Jones is out. Brandon Clark is day-to-day. And Jay Porter, not sure who that is, but he is day-to-day. And then for the Trailblazers, Hassan Whiteside is day-to-day. Hopefully he can play. Adams. Jay Adams. I don't know. I don't know any of these people. But he's day-to-day. Caleb Swanigan, former king. He's out. Trevor Rees is out. And Rodney Hood is out for the restart. So, Trailblazers are favored in this game. Everybody loves the Trailblazers. And I understand why. They have big names. And Hassan Whiteside, uh, Carmelo Anthony, Damian Lillard, and CJ McCollum. It's kind of surprising that they aren't succeeding this year. But I'm going to hope that they continue to not succeed and the Kings can creep up and take that 8th seed. Or at least, as I always say, move within 4 games and be the ninth seed. And there's no reason... I don't understand. I, I do. I understand and I don't understand at the same time why... Why people, and when I say people, I'm talking about the media. Why are they counting out the Kings so much, so much? And this is and this is why I understand because it's the Kings. It's the Kings. What? If we're a, I'm sorry, everybody, if you don't know this already, we're a laughing stock in the NBA. It's like, ah, the Kings, those jokers, they've drafted Marvin Bagley with the number two overall pick. They passed on Clay Thompson and chose Jimmer Fredette. They passed on Damian Lillard and chose Thomas Robinson. Like, where are these people in the league right now? Marvin Bagley has played 75 games in two seasons. Jimmer Fredette was only in the league for like four years, if that. Thomas Robinson was only on the Kings for half a season. He was kind of in the league. He kind of, he kind of hung around, but it's beside the point. Not in the league anymore. And Bagley is just injury prone. But yeah, we're a laughing stock. The Kings are a laughing stock. And nobody, no, why, why would you trust? Why would you begin just to trust this team? I, I know we had a good season last year and whatnot. We we had a good season for what we've been putting up for the last 14 years. But then we also kind of blew it at the end. We just took a dump and fell off. But, yeah. Why count on the Kings? They haven't been reliable in 14 years. What makes this team without an all-star with really only a couple notable players like Buddy Heald and Darren Fox Harrison Barnes I suppose but I don't think anybody loves Barnes like oh dude Barnes he's like amazing it's just it's like Harrison like he's he's a recognizable name it's like oh Harrison Barnes he's on those he's on those Warriors teams and he got paid out in Dallas and now he's getting paid out in Sacramento because Bloody Devox doesn't know how to do his job and offered this dude all the money in his pocket. But that's why the Kings are being counted out. But 
I don't know. I, I think I was looking at this poll. And it's it's like chances of being the eighth seed for each team. Uh, it's like put the Kings at like 5.5%. Let me see if I can find this real quick. I don't mean to interrupt this podcast. Chances of becoming the eighth seed. Chances of becoming pregnant. Chances of becoming a famous person. Chances of becoming the eighth seed. See if I can find any images. Here we go. So they got Memphis percent. The percentage wise, they're at sixty-two point five percent of being the eighth seed. And I, I don't know if this is counting like the eighth seed at the end of these eight game, these eight seeding games, because obviously, uh, you know, there will be that play-in tournament. Or I don't know if it's this is after the play-in tournament or just at the end of these eight games. So it makes sense. I could see the Grizzlies having a 62.5% chance. They're up 3.5 games already going into this uh, eight-game seeding tournament. They got the Pelicans at two. Of, of course they do, right? I mean, <laughs> the NBA wants to see... Uh, they want to see Zion Williamson against... LeBron so bad in that first round, so bad. You know, it's it's a, it's on it's an agenda. They want they want to see the the highlights. I was watching Sports Center last night, right? And it was just <laughs> the Pelicans lost, but that's all they were showing was Zion. Like the whole the whole the whole game, Jazz Pelicans. I mean, it was a great close game. The Jazz win, and all they were showing. Where plays Zion Williamson have the ball. And I'm looking up his stats right now. He he had 13 points in 15 minutes, which is phenomenal. He's six for eight, uh, one assist. But it's like Brandon Ingram, he had an okay game, but he dropped 23 uh, off a of seven for 20 shooting. Drew Holiday had 20 points, five rebounds, four assists, nine of 18. Like, keep it in some work. J.J. Redick off the bench, 21 points. Why are we not seeing... I mean, I know why we're not seeing these people. Because they're not fun. They're not Sion Williamson. They're not dunking the ball. They're not this rookie. It's all about rookies now in sports. If you find that... If the if your rookie isn't the best player on the team, did you really find the next big thing? That's how it always is. Same with coaches. If the, your coach isn't coach of the year in his first year, is he really a good coach? So it's like the, the expectations are for this first year uh it's like people want to see stardom and they're for and people and like players coaches first year it's like if you're not doing it in your first year it's like we didn't find the next big thing this guy should be or girl they should be they should be performing at an elite level right out of the gate it's just crazy what uh sports has evolved to and but we see it all the time like Sean McVay with the Rams just became a stellar coach in his first season. Uh, Luka Doncic last year, he's a stud. Trey Young, a stud. Zion Williamson and John Morant, like they're amazing players. I mean, they're not typical rookie seasons. These are guys who are just taking the team over the leader of the team in their first season. You don't see that too much, but it seems like it's becoming a common theme more and more. Anyways, I got a little off track. Pelicans, 18% to take the 8th seed. I'm surprised that's not a little higher. It seems kind of low considering how much ESPN and ESPN uh, did this chart. 
So it's surprising how low the Pelicans' chances are considering how much ESPN loves New Orleans. Then you have the Trailblazers at 9%. And okay, they gave the Kings a 5.5% chance. That's above the Spurs' 5. We have one half percent more chance (laughs) to make the playoffs than a Spurs team without three of their starters. So, yeah, thanks, uh, thanks ESPN, <laughs> the Phoenix Suns. They gave like <laughs> less than a point one percent chance. I, why even invite Phoenix? I, I think it's because if you invite if you invite Phoenix if you invite Washington, you have to invite Phoenix. I think that's how it was because Phoenix. I don't know, it's kind of worthless and they unless they just go to town they win all eight games i don't even know if that would still be enough i think they're like five five games out maybe they're, they're pretty far out for only eight games they'd have to the grizzlies would the grizzlies the pelicans trailblazers kings and spurs would all just have to just play terrible and the suns would just have to win all eight games but you know what there is a chance less than 0.1 percent but hey that's still a number but to get back to the point, the Kings only five point five percent chance. That seems kind of low. They were playing extremely well. They were putting some pressure on the Grizzlies going into the suspension. I mean, they didn't know a suspension was going to come of the NBA season, but they were playing really well. I hope to see them groove. It was a nice win. That they got against the Clippers in their last scrimmage game. It, it, I mean, it was nice to see them win after giving up eighty points in the first eighty points in the first half. It it was the Bucks. I understand it's like one of the better teams or the best team in the NBA, but really eighty points in that half of the second scrimmage game. I think that this is a second game. Uh, the Bucks have played as well since March, and they dropped eighty points. I mean, the Kings, they crawled their way back in it. I think they lost by seven or eight. But man, eighty—that's in. Oh my goodness, that's incredible. Eighty points. I'd even do that. But the Kings—they fought. They're gritty. It's a gritty team. They don't usually get blown out. But if they do, it's to a depleted Detroit Pistons team. I hope you guys get that reference. But they need to stop starting off so slow right out of the gate. They're just down. It's like, all right, then Kings are down by 10 in the first. Why? They did that against the Clippers. They did that against the Bucks. They did that against uh, the Miami Heat. Luckily, they they fought their way back into the Clippers game, as they did the other two games as well, but they actually beat the Clippers. But imagine if they didn't start so slow. Like, are we we winning by 10? Like, ugh. And teams are just draining threes against the Kings, too. Like, get some three fence. Stop letting this... Like, stop letting them just knock down three after three. It's, It's just getting frustrating to watch. Play some defense. Stop! <laughs> like stop letting the team, the opposing team, 
they just start start mopping the floor with you right away and it just it just makes catch it ball and it seems like the kings love playing catch it ball but it seems like they're losing the majority of these games because they'll get themselves into the game at like the last final seconds like all right it's a it's a two minutes left the kings were down by 29 in this game already it's a five point game they crawl they've clawed their way back into it two minutes down by five with a buddy heel three right there cutting it down to five points from eight and then that's like the closest they'll get and it's just it's over whatever like if you guys weren't down by 29 it seems like we could have won this game but that's not how it is and they need to they really need to work on that improve that they can't be coming out so slow because even if they catch up it's usually not enough knowing the Kings. We're talking about defense. Know whose defense I've been liking in these scrimmage game games? Buddy Healed. A guy who is not known for defense and more known for his lack of defense. He seems to be playing pretty aggressive D. Getting his hands on the ball, um, trying to stop players driving to the basket. And you know maybe he's maybe he's, that's just showing a sense of maturity. He, he did lose his starting role back in February, I believe, and I don't, it, he took that kind of hard. But he's been playing well off the bench, and now he's showing that he's got some defense in him. So I ho- I really hope he continues that aggressive D into these play on playing games. Or I'm not sorry, not playing games. The eight game tournament, I suppose that would be huge. Maybe he'll even maybe he'll even earn his starting job back. Good. I would still like to see Bogey and Buddy start with Barnes at the four, but I don't believe that's going to happen. After watching these scrimmage games, it seems I'm not even sure Barnes is going to start really, but. It seems like they're going to keep Buddy off the bench and just give him starter minutes. It's not that big of a deal. Hopefully he catches fire early. He's been kind of coming out of the gate slow at points. He takes a lot of shots to get ready, it feels like. I feel like Buddy always misses his first five. And then he'll just, and then he'll kind of just, he'll make one and then he'll, you know, start grooving from there. But it's like those first five, it's like, uh, come on, like you missed two or three. But then he, he also, I feel like he starts forcing up shots too, trying to make that first one. Needs to shoot the ball a little smarter. It's kind of holding back some of his potential because he's just he's too trigger happy at points, and it hurts his look. Walton really needs to say, and Walton's obviously okay with this, or he would have said something throughout the season. But he needs to. You know, he needs to tell Buddy to relax, only take open looks. And maybe that was a part of the benching. Uh, and hopefully Buddy has learned from that. But another player that has looked phenomenal in the scrimmage games is Daquan Jeffries. I, that, I was not expecting Daquan to be playing so well. At what, I mean, what position is Daquan? I thought he was a shooting guard, but it looks like they kind of got him. At the small forward position, maybe a smaller guy. Daquan. I just typed in Daquan. I didn't put in Jeffries, so nothing popped up on Google. 
Daquan Jeffries. He's 6'5". Okay. 6'5", 230. Kind of a bigger boy, right? Stronger. 22 years old. Fox's age. So, yeah. I see them. Plug him in at the 5 or the 3. I'm sorry. When needed. Looks like Buddy Heald is playing a little 3 at points, too. Over Bogey. Because he's a little stronger, it seems like. But I'm loving Daquan's play, and I really hope to see him tonight in action. He's a little spark plug off the bench. Uh, plays he only takes good shots. He's been playing good defense, and you know, you know, you know the team. You know teams or any team, but we'll say just the Kings here since it is Daquan. Um, the Kings, they, you, you feed off the energy of these these guys. Who I don't think he played in a game all season up to the scrimmages. And then he just comes out firing. And I, you, you have to think that the Kings are feeding off that energy. It's like, you know what? This guy's stepping up to the plate. Daquan Jeffries. Not, not to be like, oh, Daquan, he's a terrible player. But he's not a starter. He's not even a guy who's getting minutes. So it's like if Daquan can step up, I can step up too. And so hopefully the Kings feed off that energy. Uh, Daquan kind of be like this. Like his leader, if you even want to say. But you lead with play, right? You lead with your actions. And that's exactly what Daquan's doing. Showing the team that, you know, play to the best of your ability. And that's exactly what he's doing. He's definitely he's definitely earned minutes for today's game. I hope to see him out there. He's been playing great. And on top of that, watching the Clippers game, I was just I was just happy to see everybody back in action. Glad to see Holmes back. Um, I missed the Bucks game, so it was nice to see Fox. It, it was nice to see Barnes too. Yeah, Barnes played against the Clippers. Um, he and he didn't play that terrible. I don't think. Uh, let me look up his stats. I don't think I can find his stats. Unless I can, Clippers versus Kings. Box score. Let's see if anything pops up for this. He did not play bad though. Game summary. Fox Sports box score. No, January 30th, that's not it. Whatever. I'm not gonna be able to find it. Sorry, shouldn't even have tried. But yeah. Harrison Barnes is back. Hope he's gotten in some more practice. They kinda just I'm surprised he even played, but he's obviously a very integral point uh player on this team. They need him. They're like, dude, you need to go out there. You need to play. So that's exactly what happened. Um, hopefully he's gotten more practice in. And the game was on Monday, I believe. So he should have gotten ample practice in. But as another point I was making a little earlier in this podcast... I, I really like I really like when Fox, Buddy, and Bogey, when they're all on the floor at the same time. I love that lineup. It's such a great lineup. And I wish that lineup has been starting for several years now. Buddy and Bogey have been on the same team for three years now. And I think they should have at least been starting together for two years now. Throw Bogey at the three. Throw Buddy at the three. Throw one of them at the three. I don't care. Go small. They're the best players on the team. 
And it's like creating this divide between Buddy and Bogey and who should be starting, who should not. Just throw them all out there. It's their best player. It's a great lineup. They might lose a little in defense, granted. If the NBA is going small nowadays, you surround Fox with Buddy and Bogey and these three-point shooters. That's two incredible shooters from three-point land. I think big things can happen. You throw Barnes at the four. Throw anybody at the four. But, you know, you're paying Barnes $20 million, so you better start that guy. To throw Barnes at the four, have Holmes at the five. That's a solid lineup. Ugh. I really wish, I really hope the Kings go to that more. And they, they do throughout the game. But why not just start off with it? You start off with your best players and then maybe throw in bench players where needed. Throw in some replacements. We'll see what Walton does with his lineup tonight. I'm going to guess the starting lineup will be Fox, Bogey, <clears throat> Barnes. Bazemore did start against the Clippers, so I maybe I could see Bazemore starting with Barnes not being ready. I think Barnes will start. He's a leader. Uh, he has great willpower. Um, I believe he's been practicing heavily, trying to get ready for tonight. So I think Barnes will start, but I wouldn't be surprised if Bazemore did. And then you got uh Bielitsa at the four and then Holmes at the five that's that has to be your starting five tonight one doesn't have to be but knowing Luke Walton that is the starting five tonight and you know I'm ready I am ready to watch the Kings 5 p.m you guys better tune in you better tune in you better listen you better get ready you you better get pumped i'm ready i'm so ready oh my god this is so exciting i didn't i didn't watch any of the games last night kind of kept an eye on my phone because it's basketball but tonight's the night it has finally arrived and uh yeah my heart it's full of joy. It's full of joy. Let's go. Kings basketball back tonight. This is Tony on Cap City Crown. Thank you for tuning in. Please follow. Give us a follow on Twitter at Cap City Crown 1 or Instagram at Cap City Crown. Thank you so much for tuning in and until next time.